Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Check everything out at sexwithemily.com. And I'm here with the White Menace. Hello. How are you doing How are you doing, honey? I'm good. We also have a special guest. We're going to get into her whole story in a minute. We've got Maggie Mayhem. She just came from a porn set. She was not directing or producing. You were in it, right? That's right. Today I was uh, doing some star work. She was starring in a porn like five minutes ago. Really? So we're going to get into her whole story. And she is a BDSM model, sex positive activist. And she's on the cutting edge of kink. I'd like to say that you are. Is that a true statement? I don't know if I'm on the cutting edge of I kink. I feel like you are. I think I'm on the cutting okay. edge of queer. Cutting edge of queer. Okay. okay. Perfect. We'll get into it in a minute. I Menace. have a question. I just want to ask her right off the Okay, bat. go ahead. I don't know if I can handle it. What? Because before the show started, you said you went to Santa Cruz? I went to, I was a student at UC Santa Cruz. Okay. Yeah. Did you become a lesbian? Oh, God, no. I was, I, was, I was so up in that way before I went to college. Because every girl that I know went there, like, oh, I'll say like 90% of them became lesbians after going. Not Nothing against Santa Cruz. And I support lesbians. I love them. <laughs> they love what I love. I was part of the recruitment process, actually. Okay, now, cool. I was one of those people who was a seed planted inside, like uh-huh. a sleeper cell, a lesbian sleeper cell. And I would wait for the <laughs> freshmen to come in. And I, I made that yeah, change yeah. happen. Okay, good. That's, so you're the one that's flipping them is all. responsible for all your friends what becoming What year did you lesbian? go? Because you probably made my friend lesbian. I was there from 2003 to 2007. <gasps> Do you know somebody named Wendy? Oh, stop. I'm you don't want to out your friend. Oh, my God, Menace. Let's she's not play, let's not play already, Santa Cruz geography. Open. Let's not play cool. lesbian geography right now. You'll tell me. Okay. Anyways. Good. So what the hell has been going on with Dude, you, Dude, what the hell? Things are crazy. It's hump day. I know. I hope everyone gets humped today. And um, I'm trying to think what's going on. Well, okay. Look, I'll I tell know. you what's we, going on We got to talk about it. Okay. Bring it up. There is a commercial that just started running yesterday, and it's it's all over Bravo. It's promoting the show that uh, you're starring in, Misadvised. And people have been tweeting me, texting me, posting on my Facebook that you and I are making out in this promo commercial. Yep. And it's embarrassing. It, tell me about it. Not only is it embarrassing, what you don't see, and we should probably <laughs> wait for people to see it. But yeah, it yeah. Don't, don't, don't give, don't give it away. I'm not going to give you away. the background, but let me tell you what you do see is that Menace wipes his mouth in disgust and then tells me that I'm a bad you kisser. You were laughing so hard about that, too. You're like, that wasn't good. <laughs> F you. I was like wiping my face like a little baby, like, oh, that's not good. You're like, that was really bad. And yeah, then I'm yeah. like... But there's more to the story, so you must stay tuned on June 18th to see it all. Okay. 10 o'clock on Bravo. All right. Very exciting stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, that's what's going on. And um, today, we have to give a big shout out to Good Vibrations. They are our sponsor. Use coupon code GVEMILY15 for 15% off anything from Good Vibes. And let me just tell you, they've got everything that you need and want. If you've never bought a sex toy before, what's your favorite sex toy, Maggie? I know it's probably hard to choose, it's- but... It's the Hitachi Magic Wand. Right, the Hitachi Magic Wand. We're all we're all together on that. Mm-hmm. So go buy a Hitachi Magic Wand for you or your partner or both of you. Use it together. It's awesome. And um, yeah, we can just start talking to Maggie. Is there anything else, Menace, that is going on in your world? Uh, that you nothing. Need to share? We just we mentioned the show just to make sure uh, set your DVR 
for Bravo, June 18th, 10 p.m. 10 p.m. It's going to be running for eight Misadvised. weeks. Misadvised. Misadvised. And you can also go to uh, Sex with Emily. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Sex with Emily. Yeah, and if you're tw- if you're going to tweet and say you're excited for the show, make sure you use has- uh, hashtag Misadvised. Hashtag Misadvised. Yes. We got it. Okay. Maggie, tell me, tell me about yourself, Maggie. Okay, we already know. So how do you identify? Oh, wow. I, identity. I have so many different identities. Um, sex hacker is probably my first big identity. Sex hacker. Now, I saw that sex on your hacker. Twitter. I'm like, what the hell is a sex hacker? Well, I want you to imagine sexuality as being like a computer that you get from Best Buy. And right mm. out the box, it's probably not going to meet all your needs. You're going to need to do a little bit of some custom work. Make sure those settings are working out for the kind of computer work that you want to exactly. do. Exactly. So you have to do that basic prelim setup, and I think that's sexuality. But I like to go a little bit deeper. I like to get inside the computer chips. I want to get inside the coding. I love to program. I love to reprogram. I like to crack through barriers. I like to get into someone's security. I want to get in their firewall. Oh, my God. The whole nine yards. I'm a sex You're hacker. You're speaking Menace's language here because he speaks computers. Yeah, Do you I understand how that relates to sex? Does that make sense to you? A little bit, yes. So give me an example. But. So you're saying when you meet someone... Your challenge, your challenge to, is to get into like what makes them tick, what turns them on, what makes them hot, and like what kind of hard drive they need. What kind of hard drive they need? I had to hack myself. And hopefully, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Not a soft drive, right? I, or a floppy disk. I had to hack myself first. You know, I think everything that I needed was kept behind a secure barrier, a wall. Uh, all the information that I needed, everything that I wanted to get a hold of. And so I think sex hacking started with myself. So how did you start with yourself? Oh, my God. I started sticking my uh, my nose where it didn't belong, probably, well, <laughs> in terms of information and libraries and asking questions. That's okay. really the first place. And um, when you're trying to get into something, you really do want to kind of find the right question and find the right way to start Developing a plan or a path to get to the answers you're looking for. Right. So it starts there, asking way too many questions, getting into some trouble. Of course. Um, getting denied access a lot, but eventually developing a routine so I could start getting information and I could start customizing basically like my sexual software. Okay. So how have you been customized, wired sexually? Like, okay, well, let's just say that we, we mentioned at the top of the hour, at the top of the show, that Maggie just came from a porn set. And she yeah. says she probably smells like a porn set. I, I, yeah. I even smell anything, and it's probably delightful. Yeah, well, but, it um, was a, it was a major squirting shoot. So not only did I get like squirt on me, I actually I was laying down, and it was like a bucket of water, kind of just being dropped from a, perhaps a great height. Wow! So I didn't just get squirted on a little bit. I actually I got like a fee jack shower. Oh my god! And this was within you were with another woman who squirted. Yeah. On, okay. Yeah. That's and yeah. Female ejaculation. Female fee-jack. ejaculation. Do you believe that any woman can learn to ejaculate? I can't. You but can't. Okay. I, I sometimes I feel like I'm getting closer. Oh, that's good because there's we've had people on the show where like every woman can ejaculate, and Menace doesn't believe in it. He thinks it's no. Pee. I just give he it thinks a hard it's time. urine. I give you a hard time about it. That's <laughs> okay. all. When Which you've is, actually tasted it, you know that it's not. Yeah, Menace, you just need to taste a big, uh, take a big swig of it, take and a big then you'd swig. Know. Yeah. Because it's Shot actually glasses full. <laughs> it's really sweet. You'd be surprised. It's really, really, really sweet. It's a far cry. Um, but you know, I wouldn't say that every woman could ejaculate okay. because not every man. Can ejaculate. Right. So I'm not going to hold one standard exactly. up to the other. I got it. I got it. But the Hitachi Magic Wand, let me just say this, can be a nice tool to learn that. Oh, a great tool. A great tool, which uh, is our favorite thing. So tell me, you were, you, were, so you were at a porn shoot today, and then what what else happened to you? You got squirted on. Got what, squirted give me some on. other, can you break it down for me? Any other details? Well, you know, it was really fantastic. I was with uh, Girlfriends Films, and they're doing an educational film with Madison Young. So okay. this was about G-spot oh. play and female ejaculation. Oh, it's an educational film. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. An edgy porno. 
And it was I really love it. We had like a very 1950s setup, so it was it was a very San Francisco dyke kind of thing. Right. And sitting down on the the couch, watching some television, eating some popcorn, right? You know, getting One your hands in each other's pussies. Right. And uh, oh my god, that sounds so fun, doesn't it, Menace? <laughs> it sounds insane. I was I was I was tweeting this morning. Not as interesting. What yeah. was I doing? I was writing blog posts. Yeah. And you I was, had your fingers in pussies. Yeah. I just, I was you know. trying to figure out how to copy a DVD. That's all I was doing. Oh, but you did a good job. Thank you. Um, what was some of your <laughs> first sexual experiences like when you were growing up? What did uh, you say? Were they all... I was so nerdy. I was so geeky. It's actually... I... I... Uh, I I think everyone I went to school with is kind of shocked that I do porn because I was the biggest dork in the Come classroom. On. Really? Oh, 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 yes. Where did you grow up? I'm from East Los Angeles. Okay. And I was actually doing some tweeting and some tumbling of my high school pictures. I had an accidental mullet. I went oh, through a year oh, of high wow. school. Didn't with, know. Didn't know. No one told you. No. How would you know? Wow, that's great. It never occurred it. to me to get Virgo to a hair salon and get a haircut. So it just kind of, <laughs> I was trimming my bangs and the front of my hair and the back just kept going. And okay. it happens. Now your, your name is sounding so familiar to me. And I work in alternative radio and I didn't look anything up about you. Are you the same person that was dating Dave Navarro? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally wrong. There must be somebody that has a similar name. Maggie Mayhem is a name that's out there. There's definitely okay. the the film Whip It and uh, um, that came out, and there was a Maggie Mayhem character in there. Okay. Uh, but I actually, I have I you dated since you you know you work in the industry. You might be around <laughs> any some famous people. They like to hang out with uh, people that work in porn. I'm too big of a dork. No, no I'm really? not. No, no one hangs out you with me. You guys can watch this show. She's <laughs> no adorable. Way. Come look at the camera right now. You, might get you don't hang out with anybody? I People are really, really shocked. I think I'm one of the biggest prudes in the industry. I, you know, whenever oh, I don't. Oh, you too good to hang out with people? No, I'm too, I'm too dorky. I just, oh. I really want to read Wikipedia entries on random. So you get off by going to maybe Comic-Con or something like that? <gasps> yeah. Okay. Oh, oh my God. Who yeah. are the people that you want to bone at Comic-Con? That's what I want to know. You know, actually, I think the people I would want to bone the most don't make it out because I still have a thing for Warren Ellis. Okay. Just, I mean, but Warren Ellis isn't going anywhere. Warren Ellis has a cane. He's he's drinking. He's back across the pond where it's rainy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I absolutely think he is so brilliant, and especially being a very big fan of Hunter S. Thompson, mm-hmm. I, I love what he did with Transmetropolitan. Transmet is my favorite comic. I can't get enough of it. See, now we know where she hangs out. Right, exactly. All right, fellas, there is a chance. If you see her. <laughs> but how did you get involved in all this? You said since you were a young age, you were like a sex hacker. You were yeah. always interested in learning about it. But how mm-hmm. did you get involved in doing porn and working? At, you work at kink.com too, right? I have done some shoots at kink.com. Okay. Um, like when I say sex hacking, sex hacking uh, it started with identity. So it started to realize like, wait a minute, I'm not heterosexual. This isn't working. Oh, wait a minute, I'm queer. Oh, wait a minute. The way we talk about sexuality has been done completely wrong. I need to disable that entire system and implement something new. Uh, And in my big process of acquiring information, I started doing HIV testing in 2003. Okay. So I was doing HIV testing, counseling. That means administering the test, doing a counseling session, and disclosing the results. Uh, Wow. That's intense. So I started from there, and it was just going to be a volunteer job. A couple years down the road, I was coordinating the entire clinic. Oh, my God. I ran the entire testing program. I was doing the training. I was doing the back-end work, um, just making HIV testing happening. Uh, When I finished up college, I left Santa Cruz. I came to San Francisco, and I served as the HIV senior specialist at Larkin Street Youth Services. They're a very big agency here in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. They have 
um, probably more than a dozen youth shelters. And I had my office at the facility for HIV positive homeless youth. That's where I work. That's where I was like my home for years. And one day I got a call from Lokai, who is a bondage rigger. And he'd seen me out in San Francisco and the clubs because I'm, you know, I'm kinky. I'm yeah. a sex hacker, you know, in my personal life. And he saw me hanging around in some robes and said, right. hey, have you ever considered doing porn? Wow. And Just like that. Like that. Okay. And no one, no one ever asked me that kind of question. And no. I thought about it. And when I came down to my decision-making process, the only thing that was in the con list, you know, the no list, was um, how much of a jerk other people can be to porn stars. Right. And everything in the yes was about my own desire to immortalize my youth and to document something that we don't even talk about, let alone really sit down and analyze. Right. So I said, you know what, I really, I'm not going to let other people's ideas color my own adventures. Exactly. You know, they're just beginning, and this is an opportunity. So I did my first porn shoot in uh, uh, about three years ago. Okay. So you're still, and what was that, what was the first porn shoot like? Was it, is it all bondage stuff? Because I want to talk to you a little about bondage. It so it's was. All bondage. It was a okay. bondage shoot. Um, it was actually so non-traditional. I showed up, and one of the first things they said is, we have this uh, author guy who wants to interview you because it's your first time doing porn. And I walk into the room, and this author guy was Stephen Elliott. Who oh, is yeah. A, I know Stephen, but he's been on the show before. Yeah, Stephen is a local author here in San Francisco, yeah. and I'd had his books on my shelf. So I'm completely right out the bat. I'm surprised by the fact that I'm sitting down with an author I've read, yeah. that I enjoy. My girlfriend comes to the city and beats me up. My girlfriend comes to the city, yeah. Um, the Adderall Diaries most recently. Yeah, oh, I want to, yeah. I'd love and to. he just released Cherry, which is filmed at the Armory, and he co-wrote that with Laurel Lee. Oh, okay. So, Great. I haven't talked to him in a few years, but anyway, that's cool. You got yeah. interviewed, and you, okay, and you got tied up. Yeah, well, and then that, as if that wasn't enough, I sit down with <laughs> Stephen Elliott, and they're like, oh, we want to do another interview with you about being an HIV test counselor. So then I spent another, you know, pre-porn period of time explaining how to disclose a positive test result oh, to somebody. God, honey, that's hard stuff. You know, they did, but that's, that was your work. But. That's my work. It was kind of maybe not the best timing right before porn shoot. Right. Like, You're like, really? So is- Do I need to talk work when I'm here doing this? <laughs> yeah. but. And then I finally got into the porn, and it was the uh, loci was doing the casting couch, and the theme of that porn was to be like a really sleazy 1970s producer's office, just right. the bad lamp and the horrible brown leather couch that would crinkle right. and you'd sit in it. Oh. Right. I've been there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've all been there. Right, exactly. So off came the clothes, on went the rope, and a star was born. Oh, my God. That's And how many porns have you done so far, thus far? I, you know, I've been in so few films, but I've done a lot of different shoots. I actually have kind of moved away from a lot of BDSM porn, and I do predominantly queer work. Um, I run a website with my partner now. Okay, so. what's your website? Let's give a shout out to your website. Meetthemayhems.com. Okay, and you spell that M-A-Y-H-E-M? Or? Yeah, M-A-Y-H-E-M. Okay. And if you if you see me on Twitter, I'm on Twitter too, uh, Ms. Maggie Mayhem, uh, you'll find a link to that, and you'll even find a link to my partner. Okay, and, and your partner, is this your... Your partner that you're your business partner or your partner, partner in life? My, my partner, partner, partner in life, you know, just every which way, living together. Okay. Um, Man or woman? He is a cis male. Okay. And right now he is off um, working in his underground lab. He is, uh, he does quantum nanoelectronics. Okay. And he is, he did his undergrad in Harvard, at Harvard in physics, and now he's working on his PhD. And wow. So he's smart. Yeah, he's and designing he's the, the same stuff you are sexually. 
I dragged him into it. You did? Oh, my God. How'd you get him involved? Because so many, I think, women probably want, would like to make that change in yeah. their relationship. You no. just started talking. Well, he knew. I'm sure if he knows you and he fell in love with you, he knew that what he was getting. We had a that, brief meeting, you, you know, and, right. and then it was getting to be Christmas time. And I had to sit down with him and say, you know, sweetie, I know that, you know, it's such a pain to go with your partner to a holiday company Christmas party. And I would really like you to be there at mine. And, you know, I mean, it's totally open bar, totally open bar. Right. No cash, yeah. <laughs> totally open bar. And it's a Always it's, start with the bar. It's a live filmed orgy. And totally open bar. Totally open <laughs> bar. And, you know, like, hang out. No pressure. But, you know, if you're dating someone in porn, you should see what a set is like. Absolutely. And this was an opportunity. And so he's like this geek in a corner. He, he ties his own bow ties. Aww. You know, he doesn't use a clip-on. That's just not, that's not the Harvard way. Right. You know, being really geeky in the corner and kind of like Superman, the Clark Kent effect. I love you know, it. He took off his suit and, you know, no one expected him to have... Muscles. He works out a lot. Right. No one expected him to be a total Hottie. speed demon. And he realized he loved making porn. And he's queer as well. So he okay. shoots with men. He shoots with women. He shoots with people Oh, my who God. Are trans. Not only did you get him into your sex world, but you got him into the porn business as well. Oh, uh, yeah. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Do, have you guys done any scenes together? Quite a few. Fun. Quite a few. And like now. What kind of stuff? What's your favorite scene that you've done together? Oh, my God. I think actually the there was a scene we did for Queer Porn TV, and that was with Courtney Trouble and Tina Horn were directing, uh -huh. and that was a really fantastic, fantastic shoot. It was about rough sex in couples and how to do it in a really passionate, loving way, and so we had a fun, we like whomped around in this great hotel room, and at the end we realized that we needed to start being in charge of our own porn. So it's my favorite shoot because that's the day that we decided uh. to become producers, and Great, so you're doing it all, you're in charge of it all. And are you, yeah. But you're doing, and you're still doing porn, but it's a different kind right now, or you're... You know, I mean, it's, uh, it, if I get good opportunities, right. I tend to be really picky choosy with yeah. who I shoot with, and I love working with Madison Young. Uh-huh. I love G-spot play. I love female ejaculation. So this right. was a project I had to say yes to. Of course you did. Of course you had to say yes to it. I can't, can't imagine that. It sounds really fun. Now, what do you think about the whole world now being into this, like, Fifty Shades of Grey and BDSM? Like, do you feel like you're like, I've been there. But it seems like it, the mommy porn book, Fifty Shades of Grey, mm -hmm. that everyone in the world is talking about. Have you read it at all? You know, I haven't read it, but there's always there's always a mommy porn book. I, I think I remember 100 Strokes of the Brush Before Midnight. Yes, I have that one, too. Right. And that was a few years ago and everyone was like ah the hundred strokes so we went from a hundred strokes to 50 shades and it just makes me realize that i need to release like 25 flavors of perversion before noon yeah exactly you know? right, and, right? and i should be set on in terms of the book yeah you should i'm just blown away by the fact that i was in the airport i was in the denver airport and there was an airport bookseller that had 50 shades of gray not just in the front window but in the display spilling out into the you know pedestrian traffic area and brookstone was selling lilo's you know, with just no... Oh, my God. Are you serious? Not gratuitous. Lilo, amazing, mm -hmm. amazing sex toys, Lilo. Yeah, yeah, major. And so I was like, wow, I'm so used to airports, kind of the yeah. sexuality of an airport. I always think of 
graying politicians. Right. And now I'm thinking about middle-aged women getting 50 shades of gray. I know. I love it. I've heard about it. I'm going to the airport next week, but I haven't been in a while since. But everyone's talking about how the airport, yeah, how it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. So what do you think it is about the BDSM world, bondage, discipline, sadomasochism, if people don't know what that is exactly, but a lot of people listening to our show do. Um, What do you think it is about that appeal? I know you haven't read the book, and I've actually like just halfway through it. But what do you think it is that like women, mommy porn, women in the Midwest, my mother's read it three times, or she's read all three novels. What do you think it is about it that is so appealing on this primal level to women? Everything in the world is about sex, except for sex, which is about everything else. And when something (laughs) like BDSM pops into the erotic consciousness of people in the country, I tend to think it's reflective of something that we need to know and understand. And in other words, it means it's it might be about something else. And I think we're all rushing around and we don't have a lot of autonomy and we don't necessarily get some of the same focus from partners. And one thing that BDSM is going to get is the you know full attention of your partner, ideally, because you're working with something a little bit more complex. So at the very least, they have to pay attention to the knots right. or the thing they're hitting you with. Um, and you're pretty advanced, right? You yeah. do all the knots and do everything. And I, yeah, I'm, I I'm very basic. I like bondage tape. Bondage tape is great. Dude, I She's love bondage tape. I'm obsessed with bondage tape. You should buy it at Good Vibes. You actually, Go to goodvibes.com. Buy bondage tape. It's no, like, really. how do you explain it? It's just, it does, it's like, looks like electrical tape, but it's tape that sticks to itself and you can put it over your eyes and warm up your eyelashes and rip anything. Or your hair. No, that's why your I hair, really love it because there's something love it. really sexy about the spontaneity of a moment. If you want to do bondage, sometimes it's hard to remember all the. Uh, the technique and things like that, but bondage tape—you can just go ahead, do and be, whatever. You be can the be the like burglar, a, be the, and just wrap it around someone's head. Don't yeah. worry about their hair; it's going to be fine. I've been but trying to get men to use it for years, but secure. No, he won't, good. he won't do it. He's good. I'll with get that. robbed. So, um, I was going to ask you, where about your website? What is that all about? Meet the Mayhems. Meet the Mayhems is. Mayhems. I think it's a pretty core cool website, and I wanted to play with the idea that most people see a couple. Especially a couple named Maggie and Ned. I mean, we really, we sound like we're 90 and we live in a Florida <laughs> retirement right. community. But we don't have, like, sexy names. We're Maggie and Ned. Uh, and we're both cisgender. Uh, we are in a heterosexual pairing. But when you peel that back, when you get to know us, you'll actually start to realize that our sexuality is much more complex. It's, it's not heterosexist. We really want to challenge those tropes and those norms and show things like the fact that, you know, we're very into pegging. But not necessarily in the angry dominatrix, you know, this is because right. you've been a bad boy. But this Because be- it feels good. Because it feels good. And, you know, especially when I can lay back and he'll jump up on top of me and be like boy on top wow. with the strap on. And that is always so sexy. That's so sexy. Hot. I know. We talk about pegging a lot on the show. I think it's just really been taking off lately. I, mean, I feel in like the it's so in the mainstream right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Pegging man- men being anally penetrated yeah. by a dildo yeah. or whatever. Um, but I feel like, and Menace thinks I'm obsessed with it. Or you are. You bring but it up all the time. I do want to peg somebody. I've never pegged anybody. Really? I know. Sex with Emily's never pegged anybody. You want to peg somebody oh. so bad. Right now, turn around. No, I'm good. Okay. No, that just so makes me want to like bring someone like a good experience I know, bottom. right? Do you have anyone I could borrow for my, my trial pegging? Ned. Your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Um, I, yeah, what do you think? Just try it out with Ned? If you want yeah. to, you bring it up enough. It seems like you want to do it. I just it. think that every guy should, what if, what if, because my whole thing is that like, 
what if it's this amazing thing that every man in the world could be feeling right now and it's a sensation that they've never had and they could and mm-hmm. it could be amazing and you die and you never felt it. Is there anything on the other side of it like that you're receiving? I mean, you know, I oh, know you get well. a feeling of joy doing this for your partner, but is there is is the device rigged where you're you're receiving? Like, you know, like a um mm-hmm double-sided dildo type thing, you know? Sometimes we've done that. Um, I think what I find really enjoyable is the fact that if you have a broad base uh, on the the dildo, something that's, I like a big circular shape that sits over my entire kind of pelvis. And when I get that pressure from the thrusting, it's getting into the top leg of my clitoris. Since we know that the clitoris isn't just like that little tiny P-shape that you see, it's actually like this Mercedes Benz symbol. Right. You know, because it is like your pelvis, right, your pelvic muscles, exactly. And so when I get the, uh, the external stimulation from the thrusting, I have a great time. I can absolutely get off from that. Oh, that's amazing. But See, Menace, she's getting off. He's getting off to win-win. Yeah. Good. I learned something today. You get did learn something today. He doesn't get it when, when you know, whatever, we want to get into that. So what would you say is like the, the craziest thing that you've experienced lately about like how have you pushed yourself lately? Anything sexually you've done that you hadn't done? Because I feel like you've done a lot. You know, I've done a lot, but it's really, it's never about the big complexity of the act. Because right. I can sit there and say, yeah, I've been strung up by my ankles and cattle prodded. Been there, done that, yeah, seen that, you know. Who I, hasn't? Who hasn't done Just that, kidding. you know. Done, I haven't been anally fisted, but I've done scenes where I've gotten my entire fist inside somebody. Um, nice. Into the ass, and that's Did you find anything cool. in there, like a watch? No, thank God. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm not ready to find anything there yet, actually. My big goal is everyone has a good time, and, and I leave empty-handed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, It could be something... St- there. It could be something there. Yeah. You never know there. what someone loses, you know, some jelly beans or something. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that. There was about a that. scene in uh in the new dictator where he loses his cell phone in there. It's pretty funny. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that was actually like a story. Someone had to go to a hospital to get a phone removed. Are you serious? Someone was using it for the vibrate function. Oh, and, oh you my know, god, just buy a vibrator, just, people. Yeah. Buy a remote vibrator. God, but the most like interesting sexual thing lately, um getting engaged. <gasps> Congratulations. <laughs> oh my God. That is really interesting. Do you have so, a ring and everything? You know, actually, I need to get it resized, but the ring that I'm wearing is it's missing a couple of diamonds. It is the ring that my grandfather designed for my grandmother in oh, nice. the 1920s. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. And I didn't need to bring any more gold and especially diamonds into the world. Yeah. And so right now it's sitting on my index finger. I love but that it's like from family and yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, um, it doesn't need. It doesn't really. You know, I'm not necessarily as big on the symbols. A lot of people are really into symbols, and um, especially when I come from a community where a collar right. is a very big sign of commitment, and right. I'm just so bad at keeping jewelry on myself. Like you know, you and lose it and. I lose all my jewelry. I lose jewelry all the time. I don't I want to lose this one, though, but yeah, no. no. you can't. So I feel Congratulations. Kind of... That's so exciting. So I have a question yeah. for you. So you guys are polyamorous, then, or uh-huh. however. I know you don't probably don't even like Yeah, we're actually that. speaking. Oh, my God. This like, talk about being crazy. You know, I did porn this morning, radio today. I'm doing more porn tomorrow than I'm doing a live performance. I'm going to be sledging concrete, nearly nude, if not completely nude. And then I'm going to be speaking at the Open SF conference on polyamory. That. Okay. With my partner's family. Oh my God! His what? family, like mom, dad. Yeah. Well, his his dad and his dad's secondary partner. Oh my God! Oh, because his dad's polyamorous as well. My partner is second generation poly. Oh what my God! The F yeah, so, that's you guys amazing. need your own reality show. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. So they, it what was kind so of much- things do you think you'll be talking about? Because polyamory is something that I think I definitely also is coming mm-hmm. becoming more 
known mainstream, not mainstream, but people are just, how, yeah. what, what kind of things are you going to share? You think what's the most important things people have to understand about polyamory and Ooh, I think we, the messaging that you're going to think that you're going to deliver? How to talk about it cross-generationally is one thing I think we're going to be talking about. And the fact that it doesn't mean family ends. I think we think of it as something that, you know, the grown-ups do and is so far removed from family life. And I also kind of want to show that it's another form of a family and that there is the, you know, what happens in behind closed doors in the bedroom right. between consenting adults. And then there's also a family structure that polyamory involves. And those are people who are included. And they do have a narrative, right. you know, and that's something else that's growing. In the, uh, the Northwest, there's actually a kind of a summer camp for poly families. And they have wow. specific activities for the kids to go that are totally age appropriate. There's no, like, kinky sex happening. Pegging. Yeah, no, right. not, 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 not at, at summer camp. Not at summer camp. But no, no pegging at summer camp. Um, to give kids a chance to meet other kids. Because my partner, you know, grew up and, you know, he was always kind of embarrassed to bring people home. To his crazy poly right. family. I'm sure. Where did he grow up? He grew up outside of Seattle. Okay. Yeah, that would be tough. That would be tough to explain, mm -hmm. especially as a kid. So what kind of issues do you guys have? I would think, like, of course, it's not always smooth sailing just because you decide that you're going to be polyamorous. Do you, how about jealousy? That's, like, the biggest issue that comes up for a lot of couples. I, you know, that didn't come in my factory default model. No? I, you just don't get jealous? For To, to me, I would... I would consider him having sex with somebody else, like him going out to the bar and having a drink with somebody else, as long as it's not interrupting the work that we need to get done as a couple. Right. You know, but that's actually just being disrespectful, I think, with your partner's time. But aside right. from the, the sex and the romance, uh, you know, I've always been just kind of that geeky. I think it's just, it flies over my head. Right. And I get really fixated on things that I build and do. You know, I mean, one of my big goals, I've been a big fan of Masters and Johnson, and they did the orgasm chart. And oh, I sat okay, down right. and thought... Hey, technology is so much better. You know, why haven't we made another orgasm detector? So Ned and I built the PSI-gasm, and that stands for pounds per square inch, and it is wireless, it is real-time, and it has 12 sensors that detect the quantitative signs of sexual arousal and orgasm. Oh, my God, you invented it? Yeah, we built it. That's amazing. We, and we made it as open source as possible. It's programmed on Arduino, and we just actually want to show people how to do circuit board, um, type of work. So you how, can tell if someone's having an orgasm. That's like, like a sexual lie detector test. It's got everything a lie oh detector God. test has. What? And you then can tell if a woman's about. faking. Yeah, I, and I've taken a picture of my orgasm. We have footage of it up on. Oh it. my God, we have to check that out. <laughs> Do we get in DeLorean and go into the future of I sex? Know, right now, I know. I love. Well, I was going to ask you about science and sex and how you think. I, yeah, I what told you I was a sex hacker. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. That's crazy. I'm afraid what happens when that gets out because seriously, all these men are going to be shocked that she's never had an orgasm. Well, and it's great to actually use it on a man because when you're looking at the pelvic floor, we get to look at muscles inside a guy, and so what we get to see is that the male and the female orgasm aren't from two different worlds as much as we thought. They look very similar. They do very similar things. And especially when you're looking at the pounds per square inch, you're also, we put in, um, I'm trying to remember if we put in two or three photoplasmographs, but a photoplasmography is going to be looking at the way the blood is flowing into the genital region. And so if we put a photoplasmograph up towards the back, the middle, and the front, we can actually see where the blood is congesting. So that would be like a hard-on. That would be like a clitoris starting to become right. erect. That's um, all that kind of tissue. And That is so cool. And you can see you guys stuff. built it? Like, what we do you built it. 
in between having sex and whatever, having doing all your you're stuff, just, you're just, just like, kind of like, geeky. Do it. That is so just geeky. When I'm not, not when I'm not going out to the bars, Menace um, is building things too. He's building a, a, a sex toy called the dump truck. The dump truck. He's not I, really, but um, I, it's just a joke. It's just, it's just <laughs> well, one yeah, of his, in, his jokes. In Japan, the scientists are working really um, hard on it. Okay, anything or having on, fire issues, catching on fire and stuff. But. That's what Hitachi's do too. They catch Wait, a fire? Wait, don't they plug yeah. in the wall, right? Yeah. They plug in the wall. No, that's a, a little down trick. Yeah, if you, um, Hitachi does, they overheat so badly sometimes. And so they have been known to spontaneously combust. Oh my God, on I don't want to burn off my clitoris. I better be careful. Well, you yeah. have the rock box now. Oh so my God, fine. do you know about the rock box? No. It's, it's the strongest vibrator, the most powerful vibrator. I should give it to you because I'm afraid of it. It is a, <laughs> it looks like a power tool. Literally, yeah. literally looks like that. I should bring it in and just show it. You talk about it all the time. So the rock, but I saw it. I went to the sex toy show and they showed it there. And it's, it's, um, and it's got this, it looks, it plugs into the wall with like one of those thick, thick cords. And it's, it has like tongue, has, you can put different inserts in, but one of them is like a tongue that goes around. And it's like, more powerful than Hitachi, they say. Wow. Yeah, the rock box. You gotta check. It just rock came box. out. Like, I think it's just in stores right That's now. That's really cool. And it's on my top shelf at my house and I haven't tried it yet. I'm afraid my vagina is gonna go flying across the room. Yeah. Yeah, you could all. blow out your vagina. I could blow out your vagina. Okay, well, thank you so much, Maggie. <laughs> thank it's you. awesome having you. So your website again, let's tell people if they want to check out all your amazing stuff you're doing. You know, I'm all over the web. So you can find my blog at MissMaggieMayhem.com, M-I-S-S-M-A-G-G-I-E-M-A-Y-H-E-M.com. You can find my porn with my partner at MeetTheMayhems.com, M-E-E-T-T-H-E-M-A-Y-H-E-M-S.com. And from there, you're going to find links to our Twitter accounts, to our Tumblr, to our YouTube. Right. We're up to all kinds of weird, geeky stuff. Awesome. I can't wait to keep checking you out. It's so nice to meet you. And we're going to have all that info on our website, Two Sex with Emily. Menace, any final words from you, from the Peter yes, Gallery? Yes, we are here at the Stifford, uh, Stitcher Studios in San Francisco, California. Stitcher is an app that you can download for your smartphone. It's totally free, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. All you do after you download it, you just search Sex with Emily, and you can take the show on the go. Awesome. Okay, everyone. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Was it good for you? Email me feedback at sexwithemily.com.